Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Baba, You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Hey everybody, welcome to Go Home Bible, You're Drunk, a podcast where we read the Bible and we look at Christian culture and we drink about it. My name is Justin, I am one of the co-hosts on this grand adventure, and I went to too many revival services as a child, uh, answered the call to ministry many times, also answered the call to be a missionary and several other things that I never did, because perhaps none of that's real. I don't know. I really did. By the time I get to the end of the podcast, I'll know. Uh, I'm joined by my lovely co-host from across the coast. Yes, I'm Tori. I'm former evangelical as well. wasn't wasn't a pro. Never went pro, but I'm no longer that because you and Christian nationalism is gross and harmful. And I'm just like not about that life anymore. So now I do this and spend a lot of money on therapy. Yes, for sure. So, I don't know if you knew, Tori, but revival is coming to the land. <laughs> Again? Again. We are in the midst of, of the hip happenings of God at Asbury C. Field. As, I can't. can't As- Asbury? Already, I, don't even, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Asbury? Uh, Asbury? It's, As- it's, As- it's Asbury. Asbury? Yeah. Okay. Or you could say Asbury. Either also fine. good. Probably more fun than a revival. <laughs> I went, had a lot of friends that went to Asbury Theological Seminary, which is across the street from Asbury University or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and apparently there's a revival that's breaking out there, but which has apparently happened before. It's happened many times. I wonder if there's a gas leak, honestly. <laughs> oh, no. But, I mean, this is what's happening in evangelicalism. Also, the Super Bowl happened, you know, at some point in the past. <laughs> Who knows when you're going to hear this? At some point in the recent past. And, and I feel like that in some ways is connected because the, the Asbury revival, that's what they're calling it, has happened, you know, the Wednesday before the Super Bowl. And it's currently still ongoing. It's been almost a week. And they show no signs of stopping. <laughs> but so we're going to talk about that. And I think we're also going to talk about Pentecost because that was, that was the OG revival. So what do you think about this revival, Tori? Oh, uh, yeah. Yikes. So the first thing that I thought when you like originally <laughs> sent me a text message was, oh my God, how boring. <laughs> I have spent many, many, many hours of my life that I will never get back in revival meetings because I grew up Pentecostal. 
And so Pentecost is not like a once a year thing. It's like a every fucking Sunday thing. Yeah. So I went to plenty of revival meetings. They were all incredibly boring. So I did try to go and see if there was like a live stream of what was going on, but they only do live streams during chapel, which is like Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning. So maybe I'll check that out tomorrow. Also, I noticed they have they have a place. They're like encouraging people to donate money on their website. Like, yeah. front, like front and center. And they're like, also the press. If you want to talk to us, here's a special email address. I have so many feelings about this, Justin. I'm not going to lie. I just so... So many, too many, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, you know, at first, I guess my first question is kind of a theological question. Like, what do you mean by revival? Because it sounds like what they mean is a giant church service that just doesn't stop. Nonstop church? Nonstop church. Uh, nonstop singing, dancing, uh, whatever. Um, the thing is, I, I was looking in the news, and I mean, there's obviously like, kind of weird sites, but I was looking at like Christianity Today and a few others, like what is it, what's being reported of this, you know, of what's happening, like spontaneous healings happening or anything like that kind of charismatic stuff. I mean, Asbury is a very conservative university. Yeah, yeah, very conservative. The surprising work of God, I think is what it's been called, is, is I think people just feeling transcendent while being in the chapel. Which... I okay, I'm gonna say, I'm just gonna say it. Kind of impressive given the fact that like most worship songs have three chords, like feeling any kind of transcendence in an environment where you're listening to the same three chord chorus for forty five minutes straight, you know. Yeah. That's real. That is surprising. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, well, if you can do that, I don't know. But yeah, m- my brain is all like nervous systems, like why are people doing this? And like, just kind of going a million different places in terms of like, what's the evolutionary biology kind of explanation for this? Yeah. Yeah. Evolutionary psychology. Like what's the evolutionary psychology explanation for what's happening? That's like what I want to know. I mean, in the interest of full disclosure, I do think it is really fucking boring for like, you know, I think, I think that atheists also, uh, also, I mean, I think revivals are boring. I also think atheists shitting on religious people in a podcast is like every shade of boring. Like it's not 2005. Right. But I also think we're all susceptible to all kinds of bullshit and marketing and psychological trickery and like cult mentalities even, you know, and atheists go at the front of that line with religious zealots, honestly. So and I say this as someone who pretty consistently identifies as atheist. An <laughs> <laughs> atheist on Wednesdays. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But yeah, I was reading online all the like little news blurbs, none of which really said anything. It was just everybody, they were like talking to people and they're like, yeah, God's here. It's amazing. Nobody's left. And people are coming from a bunch of other universities and I don't know. I guess maybe that's like the cool thing to do in Eastern Kentucky or wherever this university is located. I'm not sure. I think maybe the news media is having a tr- like trouble even covering it. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, wow, all these people are converging here. We should check this out. And then like journalists get there and they're like, I think some things are like, this is it. Like this is, 
yeah, just like this is just a song and dance that just keeps going. And again, like what what are we reviving? What what do they mean by revival? Like what is and and also like what I mean I I, I also get to like tr- true transcendent experiences like on mushrooms or something like Justin, that. Justin, are we going to talk about mushrooms? Oh my I, god! I, I feel like we need to talk about mushrooms. <laughs> like, like these, these, or even just transcendent experiences when you're in nature and you just kind of feel that kind of yeah, like absolutely. You know, like suddenly, you just suddenly you just like tune into the universe for a moment. Those are powerful, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't. And so, I, I want personally, I want to be careful when I'm making fun of this particular event because it's like. <laughs> I'm sure people are feeling something. I'm not, right, it's not like absolutely. it's fake. It's just more like, what's the result we're hoping for here? And I get when you have a transcendent experience, it's not like in the moment you can be like, this is what this is meant Consciously, for. yeah, but, going for some sort of a goal, for sure. But it's also like, okay, when when people are like, oh, revival's happening at Asbury, like, what what is it that they mean? What and does that I, mean? I yeah. genuinely don't, it's just like, they're like, it's revival. Like, okay. You just decided to not end chapel one day. <laughs> yeah. Like like the students like stormed the stage or something and just decided to keep it going. Keep it going. When it's like this is, it's like a sit-in, but it's honestly has it's a sit-in for no point. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. like and so that's why I'm like I, I don't get the and there are people like flying from like from across the world spending vast amounts of money to go to this revival. Makes no and sense. I, I I don't know. Right. I mean, I I guess from my perspective, I'm like, as I said, I don't want to shit on them. You know, they are having a valid emotional experience, right? And I don't get to dictate people's emotional experiences to them. And I'm not going to try to do that. I think really long church services are just like incredibly boring. Yeah. But if if that's what heaven is, I was like, sign me. No, sign me out. Like, out. Nope. I am opting out. I guess it is more of an opt-in system if you think about it. But I suppose. <laughs> all that being said, like something that I've I was really struck by. So this is just weird. And I promise I sort of got it has a point. Just like bear with me. But like I'm in it. I'm- so last night I watched Sicario, which I've never seen before. And like that was an entire emotional journey for me as someone who like plans on moving to Mexico. So I was like, okay, all right. Got it, like tracking. And, but like it really drove home the way that like Americans generally, and like for me, from my perspective, because I was raised white evangelical, the way that white evangelicals like absolutely worship power and violence and strength. And like these people are kind of like, they, they believe that they're allowed to use violence to get their own personally desired outcomes because they're convinced that like that power was given to them by God to use against other people. Right. And so protect their property. Right. Exactly. And so when these kids like God bless them, I'm never going to shit on college kids. But when these kids are like, yeah, like we're just here to worship God and God is love and and we're just like supposed to love one another. And it's like, but your 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 definition of harm, like you're in, in. I mean, okay, not everybody at a conservative institution is automatically theologically conservative, but I'm going to say that like probably most of these kids are legitimately like theologically conservative which definitionally means that like the way when they say love like that definition includes harm it has to include the ability to cause harm because you care for someone and you want the best for them and so you have to physically control them restrain them 
hurt them, maim them. Right. And so for me, watching all of this and like, whatever, I'm, I'm, you know, you know, I'm happy to <laughs> admit that like, I'm, I'm not trying to be objective about this. Like I'm not, I think revivals are hella sketch and I think it's an easy way to collect like dollar dollar bills. And like, that's all <laughs> I think is going on personally. You know, I was, I was dragged to many a revival. They all felt very like conjured up, contrived and just, as I said, boring, but like, yeah, you're talking about like, what is happening? What is the point of all of this? And I'm just like, these people actually functionally worship power. <laughs> so, <laughs> like you having a revival, in my opinion, is like bad for public health. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, cause, cause it's, 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 uh, especially cause I think there were some, I've seen, you know, Christians on Facebook and stuff like, like juxtapose this as very revival to like the the sin and the filth that was happening at the Super Bowl or whatever. Okay. Or, okay. Which I'm like, Rihanna wore a red outfit. Like, fuck you. Like you were going to stumble regardless. Yeah. Like <laughs> not her fault. Gouge your yeah, eye out. The cheerleaders were definitely more scantily clad and they're always present on the football field and none of y'all complain. So, so that's where it's, I'm like, okay, you're juxtaposing that. So, okay. So you, obviously think that this revival will result in a more wholesome Super Bowl. Like, I mean, I think it, it, to me, it's like, it's all connected to like the accumulation of power, right? Like you and I were raised to be culture warriors. That was the point was taking over the government. Guarantee fucking to you more than 80% of the people in that chapel voted for Donald Trump. If they are legally yes. able to vote. Like yeah. guarantee you, right? So yeah, it's Kentucky. When you're talking about wait, it's a conservative university in Kentucky <laughs> that yeah. was originally called like Kentucky Holiness College or something. So for you to tell me that like you're feeling God move, like that's that's like legitimately concerning because the God that you worship gives you the authority to like cause me physical and like emotional harm in the name of like law and order, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I also guarantee there are probably LGBTQIA students that are begging that God during this revival to change them, mm -hmm. and that's that's functionally violent to yeah. me. Yep, because I don't care what God you think shows up, that that doesn't happen. So, and that breaks my heart too, because it's like right, right. Or one of them will say they're cured, and then ten years from now, well, oops, you just repress that shit. Because you had an experience that was profound, but ultimately, it's because you were by because your nervous system, your nervous system wins. I yeah. think really, yeah, should be our editorial position <laughs> on this one. And I think it, I mean, I think it applies to the people who are having this experience like right now as well, right? Like your nervous system wins. Like we have mirror neurons to copy other people's behavior because that was a thing that was a survival mechanism, right? Like people who copied the behavior of other people were more likely to reproduce. Fuck knows why, you know, it wasn't like it was planned that way, it just sort of shook out that way. And now we have like mass hysteria and all of these very weird kind of spiritual, like mass spiritual events. I don't even remember the name of that. Like there's a technical term for it that's not even coming to mind. All that to say, right? That it's like, yeah, there's a part of it for sure. That's like, well, I have to remain in good standing in the group, right? Or otherwise, like, my grandparents are going to stop paying for college or there's all these threats that are hanging over people's heads a lot of the time because it's that's not a space where you're allowed 
to be fully yourself. Yeah. And, and it's, I mean, this, I mean, stage magicians use this kind of stuff all the time. Where all the you time. just prime people's brains. So if I, my brain is primed to be like, God is here. Like, and thousands of people believe that God is here. Well, I mean, most, most humans are going to experience something. So it's, it's, I mean, it's just an interesting phenomena. Yeah, and absolutely. I, you know, I was a part of plenty of camps. You know, I was part of a traveling team for my university that you know, would travel around to different Christian camps. And, and, and those experiences are good. I, I, again, I'm not going to try to shit on all religious people or say, or even that it's not fake, or, even that it's fake or you know, profound. It's just, mm. where is this going? Like, and, and, and people that aren't even there that are like, that are like putting their spin on this revival to say like, you know, revival is coming and God's going to, you know, do a mighty work in this nation or whatever. Define mighty work, please. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Cause like, I don't know. I just like, because, because of this, I like did a, I did like a, it wasn't a deep dive. I did like a, a kind of mini scan refresher, right. On, on the first great awakening. And I was just like, okay. So like two of the three main dudes up in this bitch were like hardcore slavers. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> who are like who are in the pre-United States, right? So like in the colonies, which means like you're agitating for political power to steal more land from indigenous people. So to me, I'm just like this is red flags all over the place, right? Like if you're if your tradition of a thing goes back to Jonathan fucking Edwards, like I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> what? So yeah, to me there there's definitely like red flags i don't i don't think that there's anything like inherently violent about this particular experience i think that there's a lot of peer pressure involved yeah. um, but that's that's not necessarily like harm or violence per se i guess it depends on like the individual's experience but yeah like you're the history that you're building on here is real fucked up all kinds of terrible yeah and and again like it could just be that Asbury's chapel is built on like a crack in the earth and funky, funky. Don't give them that. Up. Don't give them that. Don't give them that. I refuse to believe that that is what is happening. Here. Not it's even methane, that real. It's methane <laughs> gas coming from the ground. No, I'm just like, there's no, there's, it's mirror neurons. It's not even that cool, I guess. Like I was trying to give them something cool. I know. Like the Oracle of Delphi or something. Nope. 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 Not even that. No, but yeah, anyway, so if you're listening to this, do mushrooms. Yeah, I mean, like I, I tweeted just kind of as a joke, like, you know, for Christians that were bummed that they aren't going to be able to make it to the Asbury Revival, just just do some mushrooms. Mm -hmm. You'll get twice the God at a quarter of the price, and you may even meet a walrus. And You never know. You never, you never can know. say. I, yeah, I, I haven't done like the hero's journey. Totally. I mean, yeah. I'm not even admitting I've done any publicly, given where I live. But <laughs> where I live, it's legal-ish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a gray area for sure. But I, I, if I was to do one of these things, I would say that you know, definitely, it's it's preferred to a revival service. Yeah, I mean, in I think... both its just general experience and mm -hmm. and ability to touch God, right on the nose. Yeah, I mean, I think that. I, I definitely resonate with that in terms of the experiences that I have had. And I think, you know, I think one thing that really I tweeted this 
earlier in the week or last week or something, but like the thing that really stuck out to me it, about microdosing, just like in general, was just just the idea that it's like there are people who spend their entire lives trying to police other people experiencing joy in ways that cause harm to like zero people, including themselves. Yes. yes. And it's like you've devoted your entire life to this. And that's like another thing that I think is kind of gross about evangelicalism and revival and whatever is it's like the the takeaway here is like we need to police more people. Like we need to physically constrain more people from doing things that cause zero harm and allow people to experience joy. And I, I don't know, like all cops are bastards, even the ones in revival meetings who were 19 year old kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like we need to prevent um, Apple music and the Fox network from airing a Super Bowl that doesn't reflect Christian values. Like, like, do you all not understand what you're advocating for? Janice Legata had a great take about like, cause there was the Grammys performance that had all the devil stuff. Uh, was it, mm, uh, mm-hmm. And Sam Smith. I, I don't know. I don't know. Artists. Sorry. And then Rihanna was in red and they're like, see the pattern you see the trends like red is of the devil i'm like y'all vote for red every (laughs) you know yeah every election Mm -hmm. if red is what you should not it should be avoiding what are y'all doing yeah so oh my god it's there's there's no winning right but that's just another example of like trying to police people's joy like who is being harmed by this like i'm sorry your nine-year-old is gonna see titties anyway (laughs) like they have the internet. Yeah. What are you doing here? I mean, yeah. yeah. Anyway. They're probably not watching the Super Bowl and watching titties right now. Like <laughs> I, I would say the number of teenagers that snuck away to look at titties uh-huh. during the halftime show is probably greater than the number right. of titties that super got or titties. <laughs> number of teenagers that super got off to it. Like <laughs> that one show. I mean, I don't know. Not I'm not trying to like knock us or whatever, but like Rihanna is just as much of a like washed up millennial as both of us. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> there's I mean, we're just we're old at this point. I don't think that the teenagers give a fuck. And I'm totally fine with that. They're not supposed yeah. to. You don't need to like our shit. <laughs> right. Exactly. Let us we can be old. You can be young. It's fine. Yeah. Like, I don't think my music is was more real than today's music. It is more real if you microdose, though. All music is more real. All music is more real. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It, it's just an interesting phenomena. And it's, I think it was interesting that it, that it crossed the Super Bowl in these weird ways. And, and the way we evangelical culture, it's like a, it's just like a fucking tradition at this point. Mm. Like, you know, what are they going to say about the halftime show? Like, oh, yeah. Say it was satanic. Oh, Outrage wow. machine. Uh, you know, it's just, and then what frustrates me is like, then the counter outrage machine is like, Rihanna's beautiful and wonderful. And how can you say she's satanic? Like, just let like let them spout their nonsense and exactly. give them no airtime after yeah. that. Like, uh huh. We should make oh, we should make a list. We should I don't know like a top ten list maybe like things like like cultural kind of events that happen every year that evangelicals freak out about because like I'm thinking about Starbucks cups like yes immediately Christmas cups that don't say like drink donkey emissions are not glorifying yeah. to the lord so um <laughs> it doesn't have the blood of jesus in the cup, in the cup. it's satanic 
we're like, it's light cannibalism. It's not full-blown cannibalism. <laughs> it's just the blood. It's fine. We don't do any yeah. meat. No. No. <laughs> the meat of Jesus is his. <laughs> the blood of Jesus is ours. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's special. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's like all of these just like very traditionally, there's all of these things that they get mad at every single year, like clockwork. I'm like, we should just make a list. Just make a top 10 list. The Super Bowl, I would say springtime, the article's about modesty. Oh, yeah, modesty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just springtime, you're going to see hot takes about modesty. I think of some. Yeah. Anybody... If you're if you're on if you're a patron on our Discord, please let us know what you think of <laughs> what you come up with. Uh, Cause yeah, like it's just they have it's like a content calendar of like evangelical outrage. Yes. <laughs> Every fucking year. It's just, it's just, that's yeah. just how it goes. Oh man. Well, thanks everybody for hanging out with us and talking about this. We're gonna take a like a quick break for capitalism. You might that. get an ad for Jesus. You might get, yeah. Oh gosh. We, yeah. Sorry. We have to talk about that. I, the ad for Jesus. Uh, uh-huh. Why did I not the Super Bowl think about ad that? For Jesus. Yeah. Cause he gets us. I, I don't even know what to say. I was like, fuck that. Like, I don't like hundred was a hundred million dollars. Jesus spent? needs a hardcore marketing campaign because like the fascists are making him look bad and we want to look good. It's yes. not that we don't like the fascists. It's that we want to look nicer. No, I've been seeing I've been seeing those billboards around for uh, I would say at least a year. And obviously they're funded by like the person who funds many fashy adventures in the US. Yeah. What's his face from Hobby Lobby? And that yeah so they've been i mean i try to just ignore them honestly i'm like this shit is not worth my emotional energy ever for any reason (laughs) i'm like yes you've got a bunch of billboards up around portland the first one that i saw was like jesus had anxiety yeah like justin has anxiety like am i your savior Like like same same jesus and i'm like that to me that one is like it well one it's like it's very fitting for portland they probably also did that one in seattle but (laughs) like anxiety and depression is just like yeah this is our team right in the pacific northwest but um i'm it's it's funny to me because of how like anti-therapy many evangelicals are yeah (laughs) like is, I'm like, are you saying Jesus is the cure for my anxiety? Or are you trying to say that like Jesus relates to me in having anxiety? And it's like, also, Jesus had anxiety because agents of the state were coming to fucking kill him. Yeah. So, question marks? Yeah, talk about policing joy. <laughs> what do you think made Jesus anxious? It yeah. was the fucking cops, guys. It wasn't the religious leaders because he got all up in their business. It yeah, was the cops. Like, yeah, Jesus did not stand up directly to the cops. No. Like, and he told people not to also. He was yeah. like, if they make you go a mile, go too. Like, go, just go to Rub too, it man. in their fucking faces. Civil disobedience, but the civil was pretty, like, yeah. or subversive. Like, uh, oh, what's, the, what's it called? The I'm wanting to say aggressive compliance, but, like, like subversive <laughs> compliance. Aggressive compliance. I love this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, Subversive compliance was Jesus' MO. Like, yeah, 100%. Because so, those people will kill you. Yeah, <laughs> they will absolutely kill you. Like, faster than God 
killed what was his name oh, we no. about? oh no like i'm like anus what was his name <laughs> he does have a weird like, like onan onan like, feels like yeah a medical it's like term the, it's like the it's like the country i need to connect it to the country and not the piece of anatomy not the um, <laughs> <laughs> like oman onan <laughs> the uh the romans were real quick to like take your take your head off and jesus was like i don't i don't fuck with that shit nope <laughs> like, so yeah i don't know i mean i do think that it's i think it's gross i think it's a gross way to spend money but it's also like it was also a total waste like they threw away a hundred million of their dollars like i'm fine with that like zero people got saved from those ads yeah <laughs> i zero literally people missed who, it zero people who saw them didn't know who jesus was before and like you're literally you're literally marking marketing like white quarterback jesus like that's your guy yeah so stop i would say that no one that saw that ad didn't already know who jesus was and has made a decisive decision about the product (laughs) one way or the other one way or the other many of them based on the behavior of people who are trying to sell the product (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, waste a hundred million dollars. Waste. I hope they waste money advertising to you all. That's true. Just that would put a smile on the face. Mm-hmm. So, and speaking of which, uh, we're going to skip to an ad and then we'll be back uh, with some patron stuff. So, thank you very much. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Hey, everybody. Thanks for putting up with our little capitalism break, trying to help pay the bills a little bit. If you would like to listen to the episode without ads, or if you would like to join our Discord, you can do that very easily by going to patreon.com slash go home Bible. And you can sign up at literally any tier starting at a dollar a week. So that would be really awesome. If you were so inclined, you also get other little gifts from us at different levels. And we have some actually we have really, really cool patrons. So I really, I really enjoy very many of you. I don't I don't think there's any of you I don't enjoy. But like, the ones I've interacted with, which is not not a hundred percent. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. So so first patron up um is going to be so thank you, Jordan, for being a patron. Yay. Jordan is a youth pastor, which means that they get a life verse. And for those of you that don't know, a life verse is something that we give out. Uh, well, I'm sorry, we don't give it out. No. Uh, the the Lord gives it out mm-hmm. and we are we are it we are his vessels mediating your life first to you yes uh, flawlessly by the way every every time it's every flawless time. every time it's every time so uh i'm going to the holy writ the leather bound or I should say pleather bound holy writ mm-hmm. i'm going to turn it open it up point here we go okay oh joshua chapter four verse four this is for you jordan 
So Joshua called together the twelve men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe. So <laughs> the Bible makes so much sense. It does. Jordan, I, I feel as though there might be twelve men in your future, which could excite you greatly or not. You can also send them to me if you don't want them. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's it. That's the verse. Um That's that what is God from said. the Lord. That's what God said to you. Do with that what you will. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, your patronage is uh, greatly appreciated. Um, so, yeah, this has been such a, a, like, seeing this community grow has been such a delight. I think, I think uh, the one, the patron that Tori was talking about is our, another new patron, a senior pastor, by the way, by going by the name Haywagon, which Love is this. a delight to me. I will not gender Haywagon. I will just say they. I feel like hay wagons can come in all shapes and sizes um, and types. It's, it's, so. Your gender is between you and the Lord. <laughs> yes, between you and the Lord. But very much appreciate your patronage, uh, hay wagon. So, all right, I'll do this one as well. Open up the Bible. Thumb through. And point. Ah, Ezekiel. Starting off good. Doozy. Okay. All right. Uh, chapter three. Uh, chapter three, verse three. Like Whoa. this is going to seem like it's fake because we did four <laughs> and four and three and three, but this is totally real. We don't, we don't plan any of this shit. No, this is not planned. Then he said to me, "Son of man, eat this scroll I am giving you and fill your stomach with it." Mm. So uh, it's book eating time. <laughs> yeah. Time to eat a book <laughs> or. Scroll, I mean, whatever. A scroll-shaped object of your preference. Yes, there we go. There we go. I mean, Revelation does say, it tastes like honey. It just gives you a tummy ache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that tasty, was from the Lord. Tasty little book. Tasty little book. Goes down like honey. <laughs> Hurts the tummy. <laughs> this is like giving 100% Winnie the Pooh vibes, actually. It's not really (laughs) Revelation. It's very like 100 Acre Woods. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank you guys Uh, all so much. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Yes, for sure. And if you would like to be a patron and get a life verse, you can do so. Patreon.com slash Go Home Bible. So we're going to talk about uh, the OG revival, Mm -hmm. really, of Pentecost. We've talked about it a little bit before, but you know, if churches can preach on the same shit year after year, we can have an episode that overlaps occasionally, I think. I think so, too. I think that's right. So we're going to read about Pentecost, where the Holy Spirit descends. Um, and I would actually say that if this indeed happened, it's more exciting than anything that's happened at any revival in the United States. Yeah, ever. it's true. It's true. For a drinking game, I'm, uh, I'm just going to say, I don't know. Every time this feels like maybe it was a drug trip. Every time uh, the Holy Spirit makes it weird. Yeah, it just makes it makes it a little too weird. We will uh, go ahead and take a drink. So if you want, if you're following along with the Bible, oh, um, God, please don't. Uh, I mean, uh, thanks. <laughs> you're way too committed to this. You're way too committed to this. So I, sorry, I just the way people listen to podcasts is always interesting to me. Like I, when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm always doing something else. Like if I'm driving somewhere, cleaning dishes, like yeah, cleaning, cleaning, laundry. Yeah. All of those things. But it was funny. I was watching the show um, only murders in the building. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like, we've come full circle because now it's like a movie 
or a show like about podcasters. <laughs> <which I've laughs> right. Yes, yeah, so show about podcasters. But there were people listening to the podcast, like like he like one yeah like has like a little iPhone stand and he like listens to the podcast sitting in his like chair in his chair his like comfy his big comfy chair like almost like it's like an old school radio show and i suppose maybe that's i mean that's normal i'm sure but just my way i listen to things it's just not that so i just found yeah i mean we've never been like super we've never had to be like attached to a wall to listen to something you know like like in our lifetimes there's always been portable radios essentially like as far back as we can remember or like cassette players or whatever whatever you had when you were a little kid so i think that yeah it's really funny it's it's just like, oh, I'm just going to, it's like, was it Oliver? He's like sits down in his little chair yeah. and like turns on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so, so it's like math out of the true crime podcast area. Like, you know, okay. Like, yeah. We got to, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the murder town. Yeah. <laughs> we both like this show apparently. And yeah. I, I rewatched it when I had COVID. So oh, very like up on only murders. Nice. So that was a freebie. A uh, <laughs> little bit of content for you. So uh, I, t- I actually don't know why I brought that up. Or, but anyway. So as you're listening, sorry, as you're listening, if you would like to take a drink, whenever the Holy Spirit makes it, you do that. As long as you're not driving, or as long as you're not driving. Otherwise, responsible for something. And if you are de- sitting, following with your Bible, delicate. Yeah. Then you're allowed to drink as much as you want. Yeah. You don't have to go anywhere. Uh, so it's Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 1, it, I mean, starts off with a real banger. Uh, Jesus ascends into heaven. And then it's like kind of boring because they draw lots to find Judas's replacement. So um, dull, yes. Which is, it, it's funny because like in when you kind of do biblical you know, commentary when you're trying to do interpretive work and trying to like get into the mindset of first century Palestine, which you, you can't. You can't. Just, you gather enough trivia, you can make a guess that mm-hmm. you can convince people is right. There's, there's, there's a couple of different theories about the whole like drawing lots thing, which is it's like you notice they never draw lots again. So I feel like because that was kind of like it wasn't it like sort of a Jewish tradition of like just that was a Jewish way of like deciding things. And I think that, yeah. like you know, it's like we're trying to make ourselves different, except not because we're stealing this Jewish holiday and calling it Pentecost. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, That's and a good maybe point. they don't ever maybe Matthias didn't really amount to much. So they're like, maybe we don't do that again because he really maybe, is never brought up again. Maybe he got hungry and had to go home. No one knows. Perhaps. It's fine. So chapter two rolls in. It's the day of Pentecost, and they're all gathered together in one place. Whoever's left. I mean, a lot of people have left because, you know, Jesus is dead. Like, fuck this. I don't care. So the ones that are there are gathered together. And, you know, and let's just compare this to the Asbury revival for a second. Gathered together in tight quarters, you know, well, worried about the terrible world around them. And not really sure what to do because this dude you've been following has like deleted his Instagram and his Twitter and his Facebook and his YouTube. And like, what do we do with our lives guys? Like deleted all of his podcasts. There's like, okay, so we're just, we're just going to sit here. Right. Yeah. We're all going to, we're all meeting in this room. We're going to be sitting here. Just all stressed. Our nervous systems are not going to play a trick on us at all. So suddenly there was a sound like violent wind blowing. And rather than just thinking it was the wind, no, it came from heaven. Uh, there was no wind. It was just the sound of wind. 
which is clearly a miracle. Although the the actual, sorry, the actual translation is from the sky. So it's an interpretive move to say it's from heaven. There and it filled the, the entire house. <laughs> yeah. Wind comes from the sky. And, and which is fine. Like, okay, like we're all in a house and wind hits it. It's totally normal. But then, and then like with no preamble, no like explanation. It's just like, no, and tongues mm-hmm. spreading. And it just says, and tongues spreading out like a fire. Wind <laughs> and tongues. So. Yeah, just a just a weird tongue tornado. This is like you know what this is, or at least for me, is like. Do you remember flying toasters, like screensaver? That's what this is. It's just a bunch of (laughs) swirling tongues. Just like like the most odd. Like why? I mean, a lot of translations say tongues of fire, but but just like tongues, tongues, um, tongues. Uh, that's fire. So this is a pro tongue podcast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we we like to tongue uh, on this podcast. I will. So uh, we couldn't really have a podcast without tongue. So you know, there's that too. <laughs> also, yes, we stand a good tongue. Uh, but so tongues are spreading out, appeared to them, and came to rest on each of them. Like I, I'm sorry. Like I mean, biblical imagery is weird. There's mm-hmm. like angel creatures with eyes and whatever. But like now, this tongue is just laying on them. Mm-hmm. Like, Everyone gets a tongue. Everyone gets their own tongue. So there's no, at least there's like, you don't have to share, you don't have to all share the same tongue. You have to share the t- same flaming tongue. So appeared to them and, you know, all, and then all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, like no definitions here, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. revival, like well, it's whatever you want it to be. And they began speaking in other languages as the Spirit enabled them. Pretty sweet. I mean, if you're going to be a mutant or have a superpower, I would totally take speaking another language fluently. Yeah, I mean, that would be a great superpower to have, being able yeah. to speak all of them. So, we're, I mean, I guess we're off to a good start. I mean, that's that's good for, you know, a, a morning. It's also good for your marketing plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Which they immediately turn this into a marketing thing. Yeah, I, the capitalism is strong in this religion, folks, from the very beginning. Oh, God. So the Holy Spirit has gotten a bit weird. Now, here's where the anti-Semitism starts to creep in, all right? Because verse five, now there were devout Jews, you know, like not not us. They're not us. They're not us Jews. Or they're not us Christian, whatever. They're, these are the devout Jews um, from every nation, heaven residing at Jerusalem. When this sound occurred, the crowd gathered and was in confusion, like as you would when you hear wind hit a building, I guess. I, because I, each I, of them heard them speaking in his own language, which I find is interesting that this is more of a miracle of hearing than speaking, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Such a good point. Yeah. Completely baffled, they said, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Like, I, how do they know this? Probably the way they like, were dressed. It's like how It's like how if you see someone from Europe walking down the street, you don't have to hear them talk. You don't have to hear yeah. their accent. Like, you can just tell by the way that they're put together that, like, you're not from here. They're not from around here. It's a vibe, right? So maybe, I mean, because weren't Galileans considered some sort of way by people, like, in the area? So, so uh, that, that's how, that. I, that's what I would guess. Aren't these all... And you also, know. like, maybe, was that supposed to be some sort of a diss of, like, people in Galilee aren't, partic- or in the region of Galilee aren't particularly educated people? Like. Maybe. I mean, probably not. Were- I mean, it's it's not like it's, it's not like it's, I don't know. It's not like it's the county seat or whatever. <laughs> you know, like, most people there probably did not speak multiple languages, but. Yeah. Who knows? 
Who can say? Rome was weird. So aren't they speaking, you know, how is it that each one, you know, how is it that we can hear our own native languages? And then it lists all the native languages that were there. Because I guess they they wrote it down. I don't know. Swahili. Yeah, Cretans and Arabs, uh, which Cretans is just a fun thing. (laughs) From people from Crete, Cretans. Yes. How dare you? That's a slur. (laughs) That's a slur, sir. (laughs) That's racist. We hear them speaking our own languages about the great deeds God has done. Like, what great deeds? Um, I Mm. would like to know. All were astounded and greatly confused, saying to one another, what does this mean? Others jeered at the speakers, saying they're drunk on new wine. Hold on, time Um, out. How are all of these people communicating with one another if they all speak different languages? (laughs) Truly a a question. Plot holes abound. Maybe that should have been the drinking game. When you see a plot hole, I think maybe that's just the standing drinking game. If yeah. you're just like not sure, no, whenever you uh-huh. find the plot hole, uh-huh. that that some that some person, some evangelical, wrote a dissertation trying to sew up. Ew, that's disgusting sure. imagery. <laughs> trying to sew up the plot holes. I'm just imagining a person that looks like Swiss cheese getting like sewn up. Just like this floppy skin. So like we gotta try bottle. to make this work. We gotta, it's, it's, yeah, we gotta try to make this work. It's very, it's very weird, Frankenstein-y. It's like we're making a weird theological skin suit. <laughs> Christianity is not a religion. It is three raccoons in a skin suit. <laughs> hey, that is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit <laughs> you're talking about. And they are all goddamn raccoons, guaranteed. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> This the Bible makes so much more sense if you consider that the Trinity is actually just three raccoons. <laughs> three raccoons that found some divine machine. <laughs> oh, oh God. Okay. Uh, they're drunk on new wine. Not the good as, shit. Yeah, not the good shit. <laughs> so, but Peter stood up as he does with the eleven. You know, so I guess Matthias is, is there doing whatever he doesn't do. Raised his voice and addressed them. You men of Judea, you who live, da 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 um, And then he, you know, he preaches the gospel for the first time, like quoting from the prophet of prophet Joel. I don't, I don't really feel like I need to hear this. Uh, well, I guess we'll say. And in the last days, 2,000 years later, uh, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Um, yes, daughters will prophesy, you fucking Did that, did that get added after uh, oh, the fact? yeah i suppose no because this um i'm looking at the net and typically oh, okay. that doesn't like it's not as in, it's not intentionally inclusive oh, interesting. your young yeah. men will see visions your old men will dream dreams even on my servants both men and women i will pour out my spirit on those days they will prophesy like again prophesy what does that mean i perform wonders miraculous signs da, 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 da. sun will be you know all this glorious imagery about blood moons and whatnot and, you know, and then it's just, you know, he kind of just preaches the gospel, I guess. And then people are like, now they, there was verse 37. When they heard this, they were acutely distressed. I love that the NET sometimes just gives you these funny things. It's actually the Greek, acutely distressed, but the Greek is actually, they were pierced to the heart. Um, I don't know why it renders it that way, but I find that hilarious. <laughs> this is, this is why I use the NET for these just weird, like, <laughs> When they heard this, they were acutely distressed and said to Peter, what should we do? And then so, you know, they, you know, 3,000 people were, were added to their number that day. 
How? Who can say? Did they all get tongues? Uh, apparently only those that were present at the beginning got the flaming tongue put on their face. <laughs> the, the, the wind and tongues. The wind and tongues. The tornado of flaming tongues. I mean, I, figure we, I mean, that's an accurate image for the Holy Spirit. If angels yeah. are like whirling feathered eyeballs, I feel like the Holy Spirit can be a tornado of flaming tongues. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, I'm guessing the Asbury revival, they're hoping for this, more Christians to come out of this. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a weird story in that, like, you know, Peter is, you know, allegedly preaching the gospel for the first time kind of on his own. But it, like, I don't really want to get into every little detail, but it's, it's basically not, it's not what any evangelical would call the gospel today. Mm. You know, they would call the gospel, like, don't be, don't be gay is their gospel. And Peter doesn't mention that at all. So, yeah, I don't, it, it's just, it's, it's an odd story. And, you know, again, like, this is just part of the, like, the acts kind of the whole story is the building and expansion of this movement as told by members of the movement and obviously christianity spread rapidly throughout the roman empire so it's not like that's that part's not a lie but i don't know what to make of this now um i mean i remember as a evangelical kind of wanting charismatic type experiences you wanted the tongues i wanted the tongues i i mean i i think i spoke in tongues a couple times uh, but honestly it's just it's just gibberish it is. It's just gibberish. Although I was, I will say, I was very jealous of my friends who could sing in tongues, mm. like actually like hit notes. That was pretty wild to me. Yeah. yeah and, that, and that's pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, this is weird because it's what's striking me, like the parallels that are striking me. And I, again, I'm like, I, I don't know. I can't help but like place things in sort of historical context. But like these, these parallels between like, the Asper, Asbury, Asbury, whatever, Asbury, Asbury, Asbury. <laughs> why did I, why did I say Asbury? Just go for it. Yeah, no, I love it. It's, that's actually really cute. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I think that like, there's a lot of the, like, I love that you mentioned that what Peter says would not be considered like preaching the gospel by like evangelicals today. Mm-hmm. Because so much of so much of the story is actually like myth making that isn't mm-hmm. rooted in what actually happened. Like so much of, of the belief system is well, I mean, like we like us talking about Onan, like there's nothing in there that says don't jerk off. You can't that's not what Onan was punished for. You are reading something into the text if you decide that, that story is about like don't masturbate, right? But there, yeah, there's like all of this myth making in I, w- I would I would guess like probably all of Christianity, to be honest, like all of the flavors that t- t- seems really similar in to my mind to like myth making of like that comes from American history of like the history says a thing. But what we talk about, what we preach, what we teach people, the stories that we tell, like history doesn't yeah. support that shit. Yeah. But then when you try to go back to it and you're like, okay, but look, it actually says this, like the myth is more compelling Yeah. than what actually happened, the thing that actually occurred. I'm really fascinated by that phenomenon. Yeah. And, and it's, again, like I, I didn't necessarily plan this, but 
this kind of one of the themes of this episode has been vague theological words like revival or even like Holy Spirit. And, you know, I mean, I mean, Peter does say like, repent each of you and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. But it's like, repent is still a vague term. Mm -hmm. Repent of what? Mm -hmm. Sins, what? Gift of the Holy Spirit. Like what? Like there's so many ways you can. Is this like repent of your Jewishness? Is that what he, is that what like the argument that he's supposed to be making here is? I mean, he's basically saying, you know, I, I would not quite put it that strongly. Okay. But well, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Not the argument Peter's making, but like the way that it was written <laughs> to like yeah, the, politi- I mean, the political yeah. kind of argument that's being made. Is that like, that is interesting to me. It's like, yeah. Cause he's, men. he's, he's saying like men of Israel, listen to these words, like Jesus, the Nazarene, like I mean, he's, he's trying to use, and he uses, you know, brother prophet Joel and several others, you know, to, to, like Jesus is the fulfillment of our covenants, you know, like, and I mean, whether or not you would could argue at this point in the story, if they're trying to make a break from Judaism or whether it's like, no, this is the fulfillment of Judaism or it's the end of Judaism question mark. As in like, you know, there's something new that's, I mean, we could split here. That's honestly its own episode, but it's certainly used that way now. Like, well, yeah, and it seems like it was probably it's probably been used that way for a minute. Yeah, if uh, I had I to mean, guess. Yeah, and and Jewish people have suffered under you know this 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 myth that has been made yes. that their religion is is now obsolete or that they're the ones that killed Jesus, and so like yes. the devout Jews that were gathering that day, the point of them being there was to join in this thing that now Jesus is doing. Right. And, right. And I, and there and there was a debate even in there's a debate in the New Testament. I mean, we've said it before. The New Testament is a theological knife fight uh, between how Jewish t- that they remain. Right. And yeah. and honestly, to me, that is an interesting struggle, just like as a cultural commentary of mm-hmm. like new identities and new ways of thinking entering into a group that is relatively traditional and kind of static. And I don't mean that in an insulting way, just like that has rich, thick, you know, traditions. Right. Yeah. How do those traditions react and respond? I think that's interesting to even just think about what's not interesting though, is what happens, which is that like, Oh, well now these traditionalists, they're, they're now bad. They're pariahs. They don't get it. They don't actually have God anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that's, and that's what, you know, Christianity did. So like as a cultural artifact, I find it interesting, but it's also like, Oh, yikes. This this stuff is is used. Another terribly. passage that's like weaponized to cause like so much harm. And again, like if I was to ask Luke, who allegedly wrote this, like, were you trying to be anti Semitic? I think most of them would say like no. No. <laughs> but again, vague theological terms that you can just inject meaning into, mm-hmm. especially when you're removed from the context of when it was originally written. And you can, you can, yeah, absolutely. You can make the Bible literally the most anti-Semitic book in the world. And it might actually be, but, um, but it's, it's, um, no, the Christian Bible. Yeah, I don't, the Christian I don't Bible, think the old yes. Testament is, although I don't know. Cause like they fucked that shit up too. <laughs> That's true. They might've also tried to make the old Testament slash the Hebrew Bible anti-Semitic because the myth, right? It's worth, it's worth killing for. It's worth dying for. I mean, myth making is good, but I think for people that are trying to like find new myths to live by (laughs) or new, new, I guess just ways of being and ways of finding meaning in the world. 
I think you got to be careful because, mm-hmm. you know, human brains attached to all kinds of crazy stuff. And yeah, we're all unfortunately predisposed to <laughs> towards buying into the myth, even though it does not match up with reality. And I don't think anybody has a monopoly on not doing that. Yeah, for sure. Any other thoughts on this passage or just this weird phenomena of nervous systems going nuts in closed spaces? Oh my God. Like, yeah, that's totally, it's totally true. It's, it's, it's absolutely, it's like, that's such a good point. I mean, I don't know, I guess for, for me kind of struggling to like, I don't know. I don't know. I want to be careful about how I put this, I guess like for me kind of struggling to not just like, completely dismiss these people's experiences is like that's 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 its own like that's that's its own work honestly yeah and you know i think like i really appreciate you kind of reading kind of explaining that particular passage because i think that that sheds a lot of light on again like this the story that we tell ourselves is not what's in the book and like I think the more we can be cognizant of that reality, probably the better off we'll be in terms of like how we treat other people, hopefully. So, yeah, I it's I've been thinking a lot about the term objective reality. Okay, Jordan Peterson. Well, oh gosh. <laughs> sorry, no, I'm, not I'm, doing so, that. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> objective reality. Uh, no. <laughs> sorry. Well, it's just that it's it it it's this like you know, it's it's the that's like well, I don't want to say the holy grail, but it's it's like uh, it's this thing we're all trying to appeal to mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. prove our thing. Yeah, uh, but uh, we're not objective. No, like we and we can't be. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is like admitting that in at least our culture automatically makes your position look weak. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, saying that like I don't know that I don't know all the truth, but. And I can't know all the right. truth, right. but from what I observe, this is how I see things. Can we compare notes? And in, in, in our culture of society, it's like, no, like you, you have, you know, Christians, at least they say like, we have the thing, mm-hmm. like this is objective truth. Why is it objective truth? Well, it says it's objective truth. Like, can't and, beat God's that logic. A, and God's not a liar. So, you know. And so, and so that's, I have been thinking a lot about that lately, just, it, just in trying to figure out like, how, how do you, how do you argue? How do you, and how do you even have a society when mm-hmm. you have, you know, 300 some odd million people that are all seeing the same thing, mm-hmm. but interpreting it differently? Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. That's, that's a great point. Um, something that I've been hearing a lot more people talking about is uh, your, like your fight or flight response and how like that system like your nervous system being, why am I blanking? Your nervous system being activated in that way is not just like a survival thing. Like it's also a thing that like athletes experience, like right before like a game or a race starts, right? It might be something you experience if you're like about to take a test and you like feel really confident about it. Like there's all kinds of scenarios where like that system will come online. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, I think that that kind of ties back into this idea of like, yeah, there's two people. And and the example that I frequently hear neuroscientists use is like the lion and the gazelle are both in fight or flight, but only one of them wants to be there. Mm. 
And like, yeah. that is very similar, I think, to the experiences of like a lot of people of color, a lot of women and like non-binary folks and, you know, a lot of queer people is just this like, we're in the same space as you, but because we aren't equal, yeah. right? Well, because we don't have equal protection under the law, the way that we experience it is very different. Yeah, that's, it's a very, it's a very illustrative way to put it like that's i i, I like that image i don't like that imagery but like that it that explains it really well yes. yes it does and again like how do you calm people down when there's such a disparity in power yeah, yeah that, i, I mean, think it's by saying calm down a lot and maybe tasing them Yelling, calm down a lot, um, and also just convincing them that God is here. <laughs> if you say it enough times, you it's make it true. true. <laughs> if I get a hundred people in a room and they say God is here, it's true. It's the Bible says so. The Bible says all right. It's really just two or more, but right. you know, do we agree that God is here? Yes. Okay. Sweet. Love it. So, all right. I, there's nothing to cast. I mean, there's the not. Holy Spirit's a bag of tongues. So, it's um, disgusting. Like, <laughs> call the prop shop. <laughs> Light these tongues, this bag of tongues on fire. Oh boy. Woo. Which is like, I don't even know how to put this. It's like, like, I don't want to say erotic, but it's like, Whatever the gross version of erotic is, it's like, mm, like I don't know, like Cthulhu-esque, like, this is strange to me, but like, but it's like writhing tongues, so you're uh -huh. like, mm, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess it's, I guess it's a little bit, like, weird, gross, kinky. Yeah, like, there's that. like, there's like, it's like, mostly revulsion, but then there's like, a, tiny a touch bit of, of a kink. Yeah, there's like a there. tiny bit of curiosity still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like I'm disgusted, and also I'm probably gonna keep watching. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's this bag of tongues gonna do? I don't know. No one knows. Yeah. So I'm gonna leave you with that Im imagery, folks. Um, if you want more takes like that? Uh, Patreon.com/slash/GoHomeBible. You can also check us out on Instagram and Twitter at GoHomeBible. Yeah. Have a wonderful week. Try not to fall into a bag of tongues. Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.